welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Hi, this is Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. I want to invite you to our upcoming designer experience on Wednesday, May 20th, beginning at noon, when we are taking our cherished conference virtual via Zoom. For the last month, my team and I have crafted the schedule with the same intention, the same passion and personality that we have done with our previous events. While this DX may not be in real life, it will be real and full of life. Highlights include a keynote address from Corey Damon Jenkins, Short design talks with Chad James, Laura Thurman, and Eric Hadel, live painting with Kelly O'Neill, a CEU, and a panel discussion about the state of communications, moderated by Amy Fleury and Krista Nye Nicholas. Throughout the afternoon, we'll be announcing the winners of our gift away raffle, and we'll close out the day with an after-hours party. The cost for the five-hour event and after-party is $49. You can register at designerstoday.com and head to the Events tab, where you will also find a more detailed schedule. A big thank you to our headline sponsors, Cheryl Furniture, Hudson Valley Lighting, High Point Market Authority, and Emily Morrow Home. I hope to see you there. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, my guest is Star Miller, president of Star Miller Interior Design, headquartered near Charlotte, North Carolina. For Star, interior design is a second career. This marketing major had previously enjoyed a livelihood in product development, consumer marketing, and sales, but it was only a matter of time and circumstance before Star's true passion and untapped skills rose to the surface. Star studied at Parsons and relished learning. She opened her design business in 2006 while still in school and living in New York, and then settled in North Carolina two years later. While she had every intention of joining a commercial firm at that time, we all know what happened in 2008, and so she took on one residential project at a time and one by one grew her business. She and her team are currently juggling 11 projects. The firm specializes in new construction and full interior design services. Star's team includes one assistant deemed the socializer, a bookkeeper nicknamed Time Saver, and three designers, including Star. Diana Lomangino, known as the early adopter, is one designer, and she has worked with Star for quite a while. I asked her to tell us more about Star, and here's what she said. So... I've known Wonder Woman, <clears throat> I mean Star, for seven years now. <laughs> she is technically my boss, but she is so much more than that to me. Every day she enforces the idea that I'm not just an employee working for her, but instead a partner working with her. We are always, before anything else, a team working together. It means so much to me 
that she takes the time to teach us, talk to us, and listen to us. In addition to being the coolest boss ever, interior designer and business owner, Star holds many other titles under her cape. She is a daughter, a sister, a wife, an aunt, and the list goes on. About two years ago, she made the commitment to take on two more roles as co-chair and house captain for the IDS Designer Show House. No matter how much is on her plate, she continues to amaze me with her incredible sense of calmness and composure. She can handle anything thrown her way while keeping a smile on her face. I've witnessed this firsthand and throughout the years of knowing her, but it was especially proven during the show house project this past year, as many new and difficult challenges occurred. At the studio, when our patience gets tested, Star will always remind us, it's not about what happens, it's about how you handle it. So despite the unfortunate events going on today with COVID, the show house phenomenon was still a huge success due in large part to how Star and the entire Showhouse team handled this very unexpected curveball. This attitude and confidence Star holds for work and life is so inspiring to me, and I feel so fortunate to have such a talented role model in my life. Love you, Star. What a beautiful testimonial. Definitely warrants the tissues. I got to know Star a bit when she joined us at the Designer Experience. In fact, she was my bus buddy during our Asheville event last August. It was there that she told me about her deep involvement with the IDS Designer Showhouse that we've just learned about from Diana. Needless to say, I thought of Star as the great isolation of 2020 took hold, and I wanted to find out about Star's emotional state, about the showhouse's fate, and what lies ahead. Please enjoy my conversation with fellow Parsons alum, Star Miller. Hi, Star. I believe you were expecting me. <laughs> I, I was. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, the, the people next door who are taking down a tree still seem to be at it, but I've closed all my doors and windows, and I'm hoping for a quiet podcast. <laughs> so well, we'll see how it goes. Exactly, exactly. All right. So thanks for making the time for me, and um, I want to get right down to it. Okay. 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 First of all, your name, Star with two R's. That was your. <laughs> that's like been your name forever, right? That is my middle name, and oh. I'm named after a grandmother whose name was Stella, and that means star. Oh. Stella's like my favorite name in the whole wide world. Like that's my alias. Stella? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and she was pretty cool too. So it's been what my family's called me since day one. Um, so everybody in my family goes by their middle name. Oddly. Oh, that's interesting. And what, can you tell us your first name that we never use? <laughs> you don't have to, but if you, if you want to share. It's the other grandmother, Irving. Irving Star Miller? It was Kowser, but yes, Irving Star Miller. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. I mean, it's a very androgynous name, you know. It, it, I got in the boys' storm in college. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's so, did you show up and then they I did. assigned you? I did, and my dad wasn't too pleased. 
my goodness. So they did you get a good roommate eventually? I did. We're still great friends today. She walked in and I was all girly girly and she was a volleyball player and we looked at each other in horror and then we became great friends. I wanted to talk to you about the IDS Designer Show House. Yes. And, um, and what it was like to to open up a showroom, a show house, excuse me, open up a show house and quickly close it in, in Corona time. So, um, so tell us a little bit about what it is like to put everything into a project and then to see it not go off as you had imagined. Well, imagine putting together um, a project with three builders who were building new houses in one cul-de-sac with 45 design teams, 239 vendor partners, and 100 plus volunteers. And we had worked on it. Uh, we started in 2017, but we worked pretty much full-time on it for two years. Mm-hmm. And we opened on March 13th and we closed on the 15th. Um, and tell, tell me it was something hard. on the 13th mm-hmm. that night at the party, did you all know it was closing? Well, all that day we were, I was, we were putting together the gala and we were building the space and everything. And I looked at my team and, you know, kind of that hysterical laughter you can get, um, where everything's kind of going wrong. Like on the verge of <laughs> we, tears, but laughing still. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I feel like we're on the Titanic and we're kind of playing the music and we're sliding down the, the, the ship. And, you know, we pulled it off. Most of the people showed up. Um, we consider it the last party in America. Mm-hmm. And, and so we could kind of see it coming. We didn't know how fast that the state would close down and the the county would close down. Um, I'm glad they did. I think it's the right thing. It's just heartbreaking. So you were open for one weekend? We were open for one weekend with everyone a little scared so the traffic was not anywhere near what we had hoped. Right. So so we, we figured out by the end of Sunday that we're closing. Mm-hmm. And... Monday morning, I got an email. You know, you know how people, when they all come together and come up with plan B, it's better than it could ever be. Right. So Monday, I get an email from one of my mastermind buddies and she goes, video. And I go, oh, video. And we started talking about it. And by Wednesday, because the state was closing down Thursday, mm-hmm. by Wednesday, we had a video crew in there. And one of my other partners managed that for a eight, started at 8 a.m. and ended at 11.30 p.m. Wow. Got the whole thing videoed, videotaped. And were all of the designers present in their rooms or was it, what, what were you? Um, no. No. Okay. It was mostly just to cover the beautiful designs and decoration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to get everyone in their rooms would have taken a week to get that accomplished. Yes. Um, so... We knew we just had to move, and um, Kathy um, McLeod, my my friend, 
she got it all done with a very professional team and we're in editing right now. We are going to give it to all of the ticket holders who were amazingly great about not asking for a refund, but considering it a donation. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to sell it um, on pay-per-view to hopefully raise some money for these charities, which is what this whole thing is about. Right. We hope to sell it wide. <laughs> you hope to what? I'm sorry, say that again. Sell it to a wide audience. And sure. we're, we're working to get that done. Great. Um, so is the same, there was like a marketing team for the show house. Will that team market it? So we had a PR team through a couple of weeks ago. We've had them for months and they've been very good. Um, but no, right now we're going to do it with volunteers and with social media. And the lovely Libby Langdon is going to do a social media. She's been working on short, quick videos for us to use in social media. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we've got a lot of people stepping up, you know, with all of these vendors and sponsors and, and volunteers, we counted up one time how many people we had connected on social media, if you could actually get them all to work together. Right. And it was two, 2.2 million, I believe. Mm-hmm. So if they can all work together and if we can all get this out, I think. I think it will start to move. And and will you will you sell it for the same price of of admission? No, no. We're going to sell it for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Admission was forty up front or forty five at the door. Um, simply because you're not getting to meet and greet with designers, you're not getting to go to the store that we had set up you're not getting to do some of those things so there's a physicality to it that's not going to happen oh totally you know when i when i go to any show house i mean i can i spend an entire afternoon at kipps bay because i just want to keep taking pictures like i could just take a thousand pictures um so but i think a 10 sounds like a a really good um price because it's like it's an easy ticket for really anybody to digest. And then I'm sure that they could put more in if they wanted to, you know? Sure. Sure. So we, we, we picked that number because we thought people would go, okay, for 10, I can do that. But. And how long is the video approximately, or what's your goal? So we're hoping to have this online or our plan is to have it online May 15th. Right now, different houses are taking different amounts of times depending on the number of rooms and things. Um, it looks like it's going to be around 16 minutes. Did you also have the, the show house photographed or did, different, did any local magazines come and shoot there? Yes, so we've had um, Dustin Peck mm-hmm. who works um, with a lot of designers and, and we all know him, um, wonderful. He's working with home design and decor and in their June magazine, I believe 12 of the rooms will be shown. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that number, but I believe it's 12. Um, meanwhile, they're going to start social media on the rooms that they're not showing. And at that time, we'll drop the pictures to the designer so that the designers can then use them. Right. Do um, 
We also had many of the rooms photographed by Lori Glenn out of Birmingham because one of the houses is a Southern Living Showcase house. And so Southern Living is looking at pictures and they may or may not be used in Southern Living, but we wanted to make sure we did it in their style. Mm-hmm. That's great. And what, tell me, what were your rooms? What, um, besides co-chairing and doing a lot of the behind the scenes, what did you actually design and decorate? So my team, my company, mm-hmm. we did the build of one of the houses, which was this Southern Living Showcase house. Um, so every decision in the build process was ours. And then um, we worked with the builder every day for, two, for, for quite a long time. Um, and then we took on the decoration of, and, and we did the build of the master bathroom, the master bedroom, the kitchen, and the pantry. In that, in that house. Yes. In that, mm-hmm. Yes. 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 I don't think anybody needed me in any other house. We were there quite enough. <laughs> and just, just curious, because when you're designing in a show house, you're not designing for a specific client, but perhaps in your mind, you have a client that, you know, that guides you to make decisions. Like what was the style like, or who, who was in your mind? Who were you designing for? Well, each of the houses had a different theme. Mm -hmm. Um, Our house was considered the modern resort. And I tend to love to vacation and go to resorts. So that came to mind, but it also, I, like to design spaces, for instance, a master bathroom that can go for male or female. It's not overly one or the other, but it probably tends a little bit towards the masculine. So my client loves to travel. We had a light fixture flown in from Romania. We had lots of texture. We didn't want to take away from the view because the house was considered an inside-outside kind of house. Mm-hmm. So, um, there was a lot of texture. Um, it was it was my dream room. The master bathroom had a wooden tub from Seattle, mm. and it is the most gorgeous thing you have ever seen in who, your life. Who makes that? Um, NK Woodworking, and it is to die for. Very cool. What kind of wood is it? Is it like what it, you would it find is on a, a boat? Com- well, it's made like a boat, so it is sturdy, and it is um, exotic hardwoods, both domestic and, and foreign, that are pulled together and um, sustainable and gorgeous. It looks like a ship. Mm. It's not shaped like a ship, but it looks like a ship. And it's not cold when you get into it, you know? No. Yeah. yeah. That sounds, it's, wow. It's sexy. I don't doubt it, Star. <laughs> oh, so so this is a great project. May fifteenth, you'll please keep us in the loop so we can help get the word out to to the designers that you know read our website and all that stuff. I really appreciate that. Um, There's so many people and so much great design. You know, I talked about my room, but there are so many inspirational rooms and so many great designers involved in this that. I, I mean, I, I was blown away and, and, you know, intrigued. It's fun. Hi, it's Jane again. Don't forget to check out what we've got planned for the upcoming designer experience on Wednesday, May 20th from 12 to 5. 
go to the events tab at our website, designerstoday.com, to get our full schedule for the day and to register. One unprecedented event deserves another. The designer experience. This time, it's virtual. I hope you'll join us. Tell us about your first career. Like, what were you doing for almost 20 years before you got into design? I, I graduated from the University of Alabama with a marketing degree, business marketing, and I went to work in retail. So I was buying and, and developing product and store line design and packaging design, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and part of it was at Macy's, part of it was at Office Depot. And then the last five years I spent selling back from one of the vendors to Office Depot. And when you say, just clarify, when you say selling back, you mean you worked for one of the vendors and Office Depot yeah. was your client? Was one of your yes. big? Okay, got it. Yes. Yes. Um, I got to sign off my Office Depot to become their rep. Okay. For for a very large line. And, you know, it was wonderful until everything started going overseas and, and you know, everything became a price product and I, I like innovation and I just looked at my husband one day and I said, I want to go into interior design. Just like that. <laughs> had you been, you know, had you been a subscriber to like every single magazine? Had you been doing your own home? What, what? I had done that, but I had also hired designers in the past and I could tell the difference between, you know, I wasn't, I was really busy and I needed someone to, who knew where to find things. And I could tell the difference between an educated designer and one that was not as educated um, or who could broaden their education, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I said, I tried to, to figure out what I wanted to be and I wanted to go back to school. So I told my husband I wanted to go back to school. And he said, since we met at Alabama, would you go back to Alabama if you had it to do over again or would you go to Harvard? And I said, Harvard. He said, go find your Harvard. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Harvard's interior design program is. I assume, I know they have a good school of architecture, but. <laughs> they do. They do. I, and part of my, many of my professors were from there. Um, I went to Parker's. Yes. Where I could have run into someone I know. You could have, but you know, I, I just looked at my degree star and I think I graduated before you. I think I, I graduated think well before you. I And I was actually, I, I graduated in May of 91 from Parsons. Ah. When did you start? Yeah. I started in the summer of 2005. Oh, gosh. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the summer intensive program that's really built for um, their master's program that they didn't have yet. <laughs> So it was, it's meant for students that had already gone to college and had a degree. And then I figured out that I loved it mm -hmm. and I enrolled. Oh, I had to do a horrible project to try to get in. What um, was it? it? There were three projects, but the worst one was draw a picture of yourself looking in a mirror and everything behind you. Um, interesting. Oh, that's interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had only doodled in my past or edited or helped with packaging or, you know, drawn what I think this should be with professionals. And I went, oh my gosh, I had to do it mathematically. But I did it. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> even know. When you say I had to do it mathematically, like that's that's like the math is the farthest thing from my head. I'm like, what what does that mean? I just imagined it. We're gonna have to I'm gonna have to doodle something and send it to you. So you did it and you and you um and somehow I got in mm-hmm. and I I stayed there until 2007 when I graduated. And what were some of your favorite classes when you studied? Like, were you uh, did you excel in drafting, um, perspective drawing? I, what what were some of the things you loved? Perspective drawing came very easily to me, um, simply because it was mathematical in a way. Um, studio classes were insanely great. Mar- um, I took as many material classes as I could slam into my curriculum because I felt that that was going to be very, very key to my practice mm-hmm. and drawing class. Amazingly, I found I could do that pretty well. And so did you get A's at, in Parsons mostly? I did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's different when you go back as an adult. You're, first of all, you're paying for it. Yes. And second of all, yeah, you've really got perspective on what you're doing and why you're doing it. It's in your heart. Yeah. So yeah, I did. And I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. Mm-hmm. And where did you live when you were going to Parsons? I lived 23rd between 1st and 2nd in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And did you I'm stay sorry? in New York after you graduated? Um, I stayed a little bit, but my husband was still in Florida where we lived. So he came up every other weekend and spent a long weekend with me. Mm-hmm. And we just had a ball. I'd go to the museums and draw and he would go see this museum. And we would, we went to plays and, you know, and I took. Oh, the good old like, days, Star, the good old days. <laughs> I could see their design and then go to the shows. And, you know, it was just so much fun. And then did you uh, work or do any internships while you were in school? I did. I worked for a production company doing shows for HGTV. And that was a great experience. And I worked for them a little bit after I got out. Um, So we were doing Bad, Bad Bath, and it became Save My Bath. Mm -hmm. So I was doing bathroom design. And it was really interesting because you had to do everything from come up with the the project that the homeowners do, like making soap or whatever, to um, doing the design within their vendors. And when the vendors changed midway, you'd have to start over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really a great uh, jumping off point. And I really learned what behind the scenes it goes on on those shows. So when my clients go, well, on TV, they can do that in two weeks. (laughs) What do you respond then? I said, well, I've done those shows and I know how long it takes and it's six months. And if they show you that it's shorter, it's because they're wearing the same clothes day after day filming. Yeah. Wow. They can merge it together. But yeah, it was, it was a really good experience and I I loved it. I just didn't want to do it long-term and it didn't pay very well. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work, a lot of work. 
Not that, not that you're, not that you're not used to a lot of work. I mean, I think that you know we all work our buns off. Tell me something. After New York, then did you go back to Florida and start your design career there too, or what? What did you do next? Went back to Florida. My husband and I said we're we we. I grew up in Atlanta, and he had lived in Atlanta for a while. We said we're tired of living in South Florida, although we loved where we lived on the beach, we loved it, but the people were so transient. So they would come, you make friends, and then they'd move. So we wanted to get back to the South. We looked at many, many different cities and we loved the Charlotte area. And so we moved to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And, and you've been there for now, so 2007. Well, I, I may be missing a few years, but like 10 years, 11 years? 13 years. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we found a house and we redid the house a little bit. And then I thought that I was going to go in with a commercial company immediately. And that is 2008. Mm. <laughs> all dot, those dot, jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> went away. So one of the, I met a woman, well, I've met several people and they asked me to do their homes. And boom, all of a sudden I had a business. And boom, all of a sudden I needed to hire people. And we were all over my house working. And then I moved out and we have a studio and it's empty right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and you know, it's it's been amazing. You know, I I have the nicest clients and the best team and I, I'm so thankful. How big is your team? Um, we have three of us who are designers, an assistant, a designer who's been with me 11 years who is trying to retire that we keep bringing back in, mm-hmm. and a bookkeeper. So you contribute to one of your local magazines, Lake Norman Wo- Woman. Yes. How long have you been doing that? 11 years and 66 articles. My goodness, 11 years, and your column is called what? Um, it's called whatever I decide to call it, but it's under the home section. Okay, so 11 years, 66, wow. Um, did you, when you first started, you know, was it like, I, I want to have a name for myself in town and be like an expert designer? I mean, was that basically the goal to get, be visible in print? Well, coming from a marketing background, I understood that, A, be specific in your market. So I didn't want to join the Charlotte marketing group. I needed to be very focused on that area. Mm -hmm. And also, I know that no one's going to drop the baby today to go buy something from a designer or go see a designer if they see an ad. It is the long game. So they need to know your name and it needs to be first of mind when they're ready to design. Mm-hmm. And by doing the articles and I also do an ad every month in this publication, but I give two of them away a year to a charity that I'm working with mm-hmm. so that they don't have to pay for it. And I find that people are come up to me. They know my name when I go places um, I have people who come up to me and carry the articles with them and say, I've held on to this for five years. Mm-hmm. I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah. 
How many, yeah. would, how many clients would you say? I mean, I, and that's maybe a silly question, but like you've had conversion certainly from readers to people oh, that call you up. A lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I would say probably half of our clients come from that. Well, I'm going to say 30% come from that 30% come from referrals. And I, 30% of my clients are return clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you, it, does it work like this star for, for regional publications? And I totally believe in regionals. I, I love them. I mean, even when I'm traveling through, I always pick them up because I, I feel like you can really tell the flavor of, of a place if it's done well. Um, you know, you contribute. And I saw, I was reading some of your, some of your work as I prepared for this hardcore podcast. Um, no. I, you. I am not a professional writer. <laughs> no, I, but that's not what I was, that's not what I was looking for. And you write very well and you're clear, but it's, but you put a lot into it is what I saw. Like it's, it's a very, in, it's a very interesting page, different ideas and different topics. And um, it looks really good. I was like, oh, she could contribute to designers today. Um, but does it work <laughs> with regionals? Like you give of yourself, which takes time. You know, it's some people mm -hmm. might think it, it's like takes, you know, an hour to write a column. It does not. Um, mm -hmm. But and then is the ad generally included in that? Like you give them a page of content and they give you an ad or do you, are you still paying for advertising? I'm asking this because for other designers that are listening, you know, a way to market themselves. What what? does it cost besides so I still, I still pay for my ad I've worked with the same people year after year after year and they are good to me you know they've put me on the cover a few times they've um they promote me they talk about me I and I respect that they're trying to put out a magazine mm -hmm. and I'm taking up space and they give me the space so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Another thing that I noticed when I was studying up on you, Star, was um, you have this, like, 20-something referrals on your website. And when I've listened and, and to a couple other podcasts, I feel that um, it can be an issue for some designers to ask their clients for referrals. And so I thought, well, Star does this very well. And I was just <laughs> curious, like, how... You know, is there a way to ask? Um, is there a, a way not to ask? And is there a best, a best time to ask? I like to ask after the project's over. Um, some of the referrals come from letters and notes that the clients have written, my team and I. And I've asked them if I can post them. Mm -hmm. Some of them came from... House, which I don't really utilize too much anymore, but you know, I'd send them the house thing. Right. And then the rest of them, it's a simple ask Would you consider sending me a note about your experience? And that seems to be pretty easy. People mm -hmm. love to tell what they think. And, you know, they, you're supposed to leave them with a good feeling. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's not that difficult. After every project, we do a postmortem anyway, because nothing's perfect. Correct. I wish that it was, but we can learn from it. We sit down and talk about every single thing we could have done better on a project after every project. Mm. I'd love to sit in on one of those. Oh, you, you can. They're fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> I detect a little sarcasm. Um, well, no, no. You know, it's, it's really humbling because we all can do better every day. And, you know, it's, if you don't capture it really soon afterwards, we've already done it on the show house even. Um, if you don't capture it, you, you're missing something. So tell me. What's when, when you think uh, months ahead, you know, here, here you, you mentioned, you know, you haven't been to your studio um, or maybe you've, you've gone in, but you know, it's one person at a time. So what do you see, how do you see business in a couple of months from now? Is it as usual? Is it the pace that you were at before March 15th? What's, what do you envision? Just curious. Well, I was a little panicked after the show house closed down because my team alone and trust me, every team put in a ton, put in over 3,000 hours into that project. And I did that at the opportunity cost of a lot of stuff, um, other projects. So I was expecting to get back into things and, you know, right after that, get all these new calls. And amazingly enough, we're at 11 projects right now. I've, I've had return clients, um, I signed two clients last week. It, it's been amazing. So we are we are at full throttle. Wow. So do you, do you imagine your studio will operate as it was, or will you have scattered hours, or will you just like ease into it? Um, well, we have decided or I have decided <laughs> we're not going back until July after July 4th. Mm -hmm. So each week, one of my people goes into the office um, to, you know, after this whole show house, we just tossed things in there mm -hmm. and we have three storage units now, you know, one's full of photo supplies and one's full of our show house room. <laughs> We've got some work to do. So that's going to go on. But um, we're Zoom every day. We do Zoom every day at noon mm -hmm. to talk about what's going on, talk about what, what's due this week, what's due tomorrow, what can I help with. And then right after that, I have individual Zooms with one of my people mm -hmm. each day. So, so I, th I think we're going to be very similar. Although if somebody wants to work from home, I think we've got it down now. Right. And what about sourcing and things? Is your library, you know, super comprehensive and up to date? Will you go out to some showrooms? You know, do you feel like by missing high, were you planning to go to High Point Market this year? I was not this spring because of the show houses. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, in the fall. Right. Um, um, yeah, our studio has eight. It, that's why we have it is one, because we love to collaborate on a project. That's what kind of makes us unique. But then we also have so much to work with because we're not downtown Charlotte. So it's sometimes a haul to get down there to get something. Right. So we have we have a really good library. Um, and so, have reps yeah. been in have reps been in touch with you? Like what's how are how have reps been reaching out to you? So we had a Zoom rep rollout of some Cambria last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing a little bit of that, but I got to tell you, we're really focused on work right now, um, specific work and 
Yeah. It, well, it, for instance, Wednesday, I'm going to Boone to work on a project because the client's not in Boone. Mm-hmm. So I can go in their house and do whatever I need to do. Oh, that'll feel so, so good to get on the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. And then, you know, we have three projects that no one's in. So those are pretty easy to get in and out of. And one of the big showrooms in town is opening up. So, you know, we'll ease out, but we've got a lot in the studio. I cannot wait to get on the road and do some light visiting with people. And I definitely need to come your way. I know that. You don't have to come hang with us. We're fine. I, I, I know you are. And, and I will. I really do want to. So I have to get, get on the road. Um, but this has been a pleasure. And I yeah, think, you're good. Yeah, thank you for spending part of your afternoon with me and sharing your wisdom and your experiences. It's been great. Oh, thank you. It's a true honor. I, I can't thank you enough. All right, Star. I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Said. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.